Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. So we find in this gospel that we have this morning from, uh, for our reflection this, uh, this morning from Mark, this beautiful little... I don't know, action-packed summary of, uh, Mark has just a way in his literary style of packing in so much in just a few short words. I've often thought of Mark as a sort of like storyboard. You know, think of the way that they would storyboard uh, like a film production, just moving from scene to scene and just getting the very, the bare minimum of the gist of what's happening. So like I said, there's a lot, of, there's a lot packed into this, and I just want to encourage you to go back and maybe spend some time with this gospel because there's a lot for fruitful reflection. I want to just spotlight a few different things for our reflection this morning, maybe to get the juices flowing for, you, for your prayer later today. First, I want to point out this, that in some ways the, the dynamics of the entire like, Catholic spiritual life are captured in that very first sentence, that the twelve are summoned to Jesus, he draws them to himself, they gather around him, and then he sends them out, right? So it's this movement drawing in towards him, they're formed, they gather around him, they're nourished by him, and then he sends them out two by two. Is that not what we're doing every single day at Mass, every single Sunday? The apostles, the disciples draw near to the Lord. We listen to him. We're formed by him. We're nourished by him. And then at the end of Mass, he sends us out again. So this drawing near to be formed and being sent back out. That's the movement in many ways that kind of encapsulates the entirety of the spiritual life. What we're doing, we always draw near and then we're sent back out. And notice this too, by the way, that he doesn't send them out alone, right? It's always two by two. It's two by two. What's the significance of that? Well, we are meant to live this life as disciples on mission, on mission with others, never alone, never alone. It's like a spouse, friends, community, the people in this parish, right? We are meant to live this life on mission in community. That's the whole point. He doesn't send them out one by one because even though he could cover more territory that way, he doesn't do that. It's two by two. And again, notice how he sends them out, not just two by two. I, I've, I was reflecting on this. I was thinking, I have never in my life been preparing for like a trip or a journey. I have never packed my suitcase in the way that Jesus instructs them to pack, right? What are you allowed to bring? What are we allowed to bring, Jesus? Uh, can we bring any money? No. Any food? No. Can we have a walking stick? Fine. You can have a walking stick. Two tunics, just one tunic. Sandals, fine, you can have sandals, right? Like, it's just so sparse. It's this sort of Spartan kind of packing list. It sounds nuts. What's the idea here? He sends them out in a posture of neediness. He doesn't send them out self-sufficient. We've got plenty of money, plenty of food. We don't really need to talk to anybody. We don't really need to go into the villages. We're good. No, no, he sends them out needy. He wants them to enter into the lives of other people, to interact with other people. He needs them to need other people, to depend on other people. I think so often we get insulated by our own self-sufficiency that we kind of miss the opportunities of entering into the lives of other people. The Lord sends them out needy. Fourth, enter a house and stay there. Notice that he doesn't give them a quota. 
He doesn't say, it's not like, you know, like a sales manager, like, listen guys, I need you to make at least 20 house calls before we meet back in Capernaum. None of that. He's, it's, it's like he's not even interested in the numbers. Enter a house and stay there. Linger there. Enter into deep relationship. It's not, it's not move on from one place to another. It's trying to establish. If you're trying to establish a worldwide church with global reach, you would think it would be get to as many houses as possible, talk to as many people as possible. But that's not what he instructs them because that's not how the gospel spreads. The gospel spreads when we enter deeply into the hearts and lives and we're willing to walk with other people slowly, one by one, two by two, over the course of a lifetime. Don't be in a rush, I guess is what he's saying. Don't be in a rush. And finally, this is the last point. What did they preach? What did they preach? They preached, it says, repentance. Repentance. What does that mean? Did they enter into these people's homes and say, by the way, thanks for inviting me in. While I'm here, I just wanted to tell you you're all awful. Right? Like, no. <laughs> you're doing it all wrong. You're horrible sinners. That's not what they said. It's not this, this condemning moralizing. It's not condemnation. I think by their preaching of repentance, what they preached, first of all, was their repentance, their own repentance, their own story of conversion, their own encounter with the Lord. I was this way. This was what my life was like. Then I met this man, and it completely changed my life. Repentance comes from the Greek metanoiate, which means to change your mind, to turn around. I think they told the story of when they turned their lives. I think that's what it was. They were willing to tell their story. They were willing to tell their story. So a lot to chew on for us this morning in this short little uh, storyboard glimpse in Mark's gospel but I think it's a lot for us to take uh, into our lives today. Amen.